Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 74 of the Dry Spellcast. Over the next hour or so, we're going to talk about video games and video game things, uh, or really whatever the hell we want to talk about. Um, it's April 16th, 2020. Uh, my name is Matt. I am joined by Austin. Hello, how's it going? Uh, and Jason. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I am recording from sunny uh, Florida, which it has been raining and cloudy for the last two days, which is why I'm wearing flannel and I love every minute of it. Um, Same, and, actually. It's been raining here the last yeah, couple and, days. Uh, Jason and Austin are back in Idaho, um, mm-hmm. opposite ends of the country, so. Pretty fun. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about video games. If you haven't joined us before, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we are recording these live right now um, because we are um, at home and available to do so. So uh, if you are listening and you want to join us live, uh, we've been recording at 5 p.m. Mountain and 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Thursdays. And I think that seems to work, so we will probably continue doing that. Um, you can always subscribe twitch.tv slash dryspellradio. Um, and you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, dryspellradio.com. Uh, and those are all dryspellradio. And you can also email us at dryspellradio at gmail.com. Um, if you are watching live, you can send us questions. Um, if you are listening after the fact and you have questions for us or comments or really anything, you can send it to any of the one of those platforms and we will get back to you. Um, as per usual, I just want to check in with my friends because this is like the one time a week I get to talk to you guys now. Um, and so I just want to make sure everyone's cool and everyone's fine. And uh, Austin, let's start with you. How's it going? Oh, good. Just been super busy with work, actually. I mean, everyone keeps ordering stuff. Yeah, how are the um, bikes? Cause uh, I haven't delivered any bikes, but I had two swing okay. sets today, so that was fun. Uh, trampl- bikes and tr- or swing sets oh, and trampolines oh. are like the new uh, new thing to do. So. Well, this I, bullshit. I was promised bikes. I'm upset. The bike, the bike craze is over. Um, right. It's now trampolines and swing sets. So I've delivered a trampoline and a swing set to the same house uh, a couple days apart. So they're really, the kids are probably enjoying themselves there. Uh, yeah, it's just been crazy busy. We, Monday hit record, our record ever. Wow. Outside of the Christmas season. Yeah, by That's 300 uh, stops, which is crazy. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been it's but, been real fascinating. Know, it's uh, still a blessing that I am working because there's a lot of people that are not. So, right, like like Matt over there, poor poor guy. <laughs> um, as of uh, Saturday, I'm officially furloughed. So, oh wow, yeah, it's actually happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, I know Disney's are. been uh, hurting a little bit. Or... Well, they're lo- did you hear they're losing thirty million dollars a day because. A, no, the parks are closed. What's happening over there? Oh, just keep going. Oh, A, the parks are closed. B, uh, ESPN's not making any profit because there's no sports. And yeah. I think that's pro- that's probably their biggest loss because they're not, now they're not, and obviously the movies have all been delayed. Uh, I think the earliest one is now into June or July. So it was from, from last month to July, which was Mulan. Right. So, yeah, yeah eventually crazy. the world will go back to normal, but for now, we're just uh, living in the quarantined world. 
correct. It is weird. Um, and well, we might as well get right into it. Speaking of the quarantined world, um, a couple of the news stories we had for later in the show um, are about this, so we might as well just throw them in right now. Um, so, Gamescom 2020 is officially canceled. Go figure. Um, right. So, at least the physical version. So, um, Gamescom is in Germany, uh, and they uh, have a ban on large public gatherings through August. Um, and this means that Gamescom cannot happen. Um, so they came out and were like, hey, uh, we will still do a digital thing, unlike E3 this year. Um, we will actually have a digital presence. Um, so whatever that is will remains to be seen, right? But it's right. official now. Um, so things that far away are now getting, um, you know, canceled. So like I like the one that I think about is like PAX West, right? Because that's in mm-hmm. September. Um, so we'll see. Uh, end of August, beginning of September, we'll see if that comes out. Or well, it, not. It, it's yeah, it's great. Like it's weird to think because I know E E three is kind of you know, like you said, going to try to do the digital kind of version. No, they they've officially come out oh, and said they're not they're doing. Not. I mean, that's what right. they're not. And because in a lot of, I know developers have come out, like I know Bethesda is probably the big one that says they're not doing a showcase this year. So, which honestly, I'm kind of glad because when it comes down to it, you don't have to put these workers through the time of making all well, the demos. That's the thing. That it's they like, yeah, the demos, the, the rendering of the videos, and making sure stuff's ready. And yeah, I mean, it might end up being okay. And now each, each company is probably on their own timeline to get released whatever they want to. Yeah. So, and. It might, end, that. it might end up being a good thing in the end. Yeah, well, and also, like, I think about, like, Bethesda, what do they have? You know, they've, Starfield is supposed to come out eventually. So, I'm assuming hey, Starfield is new screenshots, like, just another title screen of Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield. I lose my mind still. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think this year we, we were going to see Starfield, and I think, I mean, obviously, Arcane is doing that. Like weird two, those people's lives are connected, and you're like hunting each other. You guys remember that from last year? Yeah, that one still seems uh, pretty interesting. I mean, we could maybe see the hint. We could have seen the hint of, at a new Wolfenstein game. Obviously, Doom just that, came out. Um, that's just it. It's that whole issue of here's a game that'll be released in five years. That's still the thing. Like you can show it all you want, but it's going to be the same. So stuff. yeah, might end up being a, might end up being a good thing for a lot of the developers that don't want to maybe show stuff that's not entirely ready yet right yeah i mean and it brings up like an interesting thing because like uh i like a lot of industries and stuff are kind of realizing like you can do office work from home who would have guessed um but like game development is like this weird borderline where like there's certain things you can do at home but there's a ton that you can't um, like it's a very complicated process. Coding is not easy. No, right? coding is very difficult, and it has to be in the right environments and stuff. And also, um, I I think the effects of this are going to go longer because with the new console releases this year, um, here's some new environments that you're programming for. Uh, and it's not like PlayStation's going to send out dev kits to everybody's house. Well, that, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah, how do you get people to get hands-on on things? Because they're not going to let those dev kits, you know, leave an office. 
let alone get go to someone's house. So it's it's interesting to see how, unless they approve certain people in the studio to work on the dev kit in their home. But yeah, which, I, uh, I don't, don't see, see that, that happening. happening. No, I think that's a long shot. Yeah. So yeah, um, I mean, Gamescom is is another one of those that we add to the long list of uh, stuff that's canceled. Um, and then in addition to that, like I mentioned, PAX West, um, they haven't said anything, so we'll see. But um, the Indie Mega Booth is on a temporary hiatus now. Um, so if you've ever been to pa- like a PAX in like the past decade. Um, what started out as this like really like small group uh, thing kind of grew. So when you go, uh, they basically reserve this huge area for the indie mega booth, um, and it's run by a group of people who basically audition games to be a part of this, and. They, so you go to them and say, hey, like I want to show off my indie game and kind of pitch it to them and stuff like that. And then you're thrown in the mega booth with them. Um, the, the mega booth is actually my favorite like place to go in packs because sure you can go like do some of the, the weird shit I've done, like seeing uh, the quiet man at Square Enix's booth or something like that. Game of the year. Um, uh, game of the decade, uh, game of the game century, of the, the quiet. That is, it is something else. It is an experience. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you could do that, but like the cool thing about like the mega booth is you go chill and talk to individual developers. So like I'll see games like now come up where I think, Oh yeah, like I remember that. And I remember the guy who programmed that like game himself because it was a present for his daughter that I talked to and stuff like that. And like, that was what was really special about like the mega booth was the fact that you could hang out um, with the developers and just like really get to know them, talk to them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, but it relies on events, right? And now that events are being canceled left and right, um, they came out and said, hey, um, we're going on hiatus because all of our funds come from these events. And so the fact that we're not having them, uh, basically we, we can't operate. Like um, our staff has to cut back and we can't do the things we've been doing. Um, and I think that makes sense. Uh, and that's one of those things that you don't really know when it will come back because right. it, it could, it's not like, Oh, PAX West is going to happen this year. And they're like, all right, we'll be there because there there's months and months and months ahead of time to get these things going. So it could be a couple of years till we see the mega booth again. Yeah. Uh, and that's a really big bummer because, you know, like their big thing is showing off developers that we don't know. Um, and you know, like, like diverse developers and stuff like that, which, uh, let's be real. A lot of the like triple A is just kind of pass over. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of the times end up being some of the best games of the year. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. So, yeah. Speaking um, of games, yeah, that was a real bummer to start on. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> backpedal, um, but uh, let's be real. The for the next several months, this is literally how this is gonna start. So um, eventually, <laughs> we'll just run out of shit to cancel. But 
uh, who knows? Uh, then they'll just cancel then, video until games. Until then, we'll they keep playing exist. video games. And let's hear, Matt, what have you been playing since last week? Um, so I've got a couple of games that I can talk about. Um, let's start with uh, the hot new release, releasing quotations um that we fought over last week so um (laughs) as i mentioned uh i got a beta key for valorant um and so i played a bit of it uh i basically we finished our podcast last week and i started playing um and i haven't played a hell of a lot because the matches are super long um, but I've I've played enough to like really get feelings um, for it and like what to know and stuff like that. Um, so starting off, let's talk about the pros of this game. Um, it's a shooter. It's it's a Counter Strike style shooter. Um, it doesn't feel like you have to be super twitchy. Um, like it feels it feels good. Um, it's not cartoony. It's not like the like level of like Call of Duty or like Destiny or something. It is. It's a little closer to that Counter Strike feeling, um, but it's not quite there. It's just a little bit different. Um, Still, their has, own style to a certain extent. Yeah, it has absolutely the best training mode of any shooter I've ever played. Uh, like it, like probably the most well thought out training I've ever seen. Uh, it like the tutorial is pretty basic and shows you like how to use your abilities and stuff like that. But um, the like you can go back into the practice range and it's just genius. Um, like the like the targets and stuff like it's super informative you can make like like there's like a little shooting range where it pops up things and you have to like get headshots on the things for them to count uh and you literally shoot a button to change your sensitivity so like like all these things are happening on the fly and it's just really well thought out um so beyond that let's talk about gameplay it's a shooter it's a counter-strike shooter with abilities so um, you have every character has different abilities they can use. Uh, you know, you've, you've got your support character so you can heal. You've got like your tanks that have like these abilities that like uh, you can cloud areas or you like have like, you know, freeze bombs or grenades and things like that. Um, and as time goes by, um, you either have to purchase the abilities because again, it's Counter-Strike, so you're buying guns as you go. Everybody starts off with a pistol, and then the next round you have, you know, you have money, and you can spend the money um, to buy a gun or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, you can buy these abilities as well. Uh, and over time, you also gain like uh, ultimate points. And then you have a powerful ultimate that you can use. Um, so far, there's definitely balancing things to do, right? Like the beta is, is a beta, so like it's not perfect, but like I can see where there's a lot of room for them to kind of work with things. Um, and I actually have enjoyed the vast majority of what I've played. Um, it's been fun. Um, it's a nice take on the the Counter Strike model. Um, I like the addition of abilities 
personally, I know I've talked to people that don't like that, um, but I actually do because um, my problem with Counter-Strike has always kind of been like there's not enough variety to the game, right? Uh, in Counter-Strike, we pretty much know the like the tactics that are going to happen. We know where people are going to go. We know what they're going to do. We, we can kind of tell. Like, sure, there's a little bit of play in terms of like how they're spending money or whatever. Um, but there's not much, you know. Uh, right. And so this is like a little bit different from that because it feels like there's a little more depth to it. Uh, and so I like that. Uh, things I don't like, um, you can tell it's the Riot community, um, and I'm not going to shit on so, the Riot community. So they're super, super friendly and helpful, and give you Correct. tips as you're playing the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, um, mind you, this game is in beta. It's been in beta for a week now. Um, I was playing uh, a match, and sure, we weren't playing well. So like, I was playing a support character, and. Uh, the the tanks wouldn't push so like i was literally grabbing the bomb and trying to like push the objectives uh and like my tanks weren't with me i don't know what they were doing so we got rolled we lost every single match uh and this dude in chat from the other team literally just said uninstall the game I was like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? Do you really expect people to be good at this after a week? I'm sorry we're not God's gift to shooters. Like, relax. Like, go to hell, dude. Like, I Gamer was... culture, man. Gamer yeah, culture. and so, of course, I did, I did the thing I do, which I report anybody who's anywhere close to remotely toxic because I just don't have time to deal with it. That'll show them! That'll show them. So hopefully they get kicked out of the beta and or and then kicked out of the game and like especially what now that? where it's not free, like where you have to like actually like watch people and yeah. get drops and stuff. That'd be so fun. I, I wish you like I wish if you ever like voted like reported someone, you'd get a notification back if they ever got banned. Just oh, so like Overwatch do that, does that. So yeah, do they? Overwatch, um, Rocket League. I, I think it's becoming a thing, and it's kind of like. You get that kind of dopamine rush. You're like, "Oh, I did that." <laughs> yeah. Gratification. I you ruined always... someone's day because you ruined someone's game because they ruined one round for you. That's what. They well, fuck deserve. off! Don't yeah, be a but dick. think about how many I know. Well, no, I, uh, they it, ruined before it was, that. It was it was a joke. <laughs> no, those people those people are not should not be in society. They should not be able to correspond or whatever with people, and they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, they totally do. Um, and yeah, so that that's that, I mean that's I believe I believe that's the what the seventh ring of hell in Dante's Inferno is you know people that talk shit on video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Although, if you, if you're into Dante's Inferno, the purgatory like is so much worse than uh than hell. So, um. Anyways, uh, right. and then and then what? What is what is the the third layer? So you have like the inferno, you have purgatory, and then what do they call heaven? Um. It's, I don't know. I've actually never read Dante's Inferno. I read I read parts I read parts of it for a class, but I never actually read the full thing. Uh, we like went over you. like the different the different <laughs> the, rings, the different levels. 
Paradise. Paradise. Um, the Paradise is actually reserved for people who report toxic players in video games. Yes. Um, I yeah, don't know they, if you they, knew yeah. that, um, but um, that's what Dante was writing about. Let me... So, okay. So, if you've never listened to our podcast, um, this happens. I'm going to take a weird fucking <laughs> tangent right here. Um, so, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, and I don't know. I might have told this story on this podcast before, but if if I have, just you know, just let me. We're we're getting up there in numbers. So um, there's a video game called Dante's Inferno. Correct. It really is. Yes. In, and the, in it, the vein of God of War. It is awful. <laughs> it is terrible. It was basically an excuse for um, to see boobs on video games. It is terrible um like it's it's probably amongst my well, 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 of, like, worst you. games i have so ever fun. played like really uh so I, my only experience with that game was the demo that my like we got back on i think is ps3 probably and i don't know it was just like a, a really it's like the wish version of god of war you know just wasn't good <laughs> yeah it was terrible um and so i i've held on to that information for a long time and i i don't think about it often because i try not to well so one of my friends from back in boise she started dating this guy um and so like my close guy friends we were all friends with her and stuff and so like we were always kind of weary of the people she was dating um I and so uh she started bringing this guy around and we were kind of like seeing like are we gonna like him or whatever you know stuff like that um and i just happened to be at home um one day and i was watching i think the game grumps play dark souls 3 um and so like i literally sat there for like five hours during the series or whatever um and i i was probably working on homework or something but the tv was on that and so i was sitting there watching it homework and, and they they come down um because we're gonna go out and stuff and i think this is the first time he's over at our house and like the first time really truly meeting him uh and we start talking about video games and he's he i think he's trying to impress me and my roommate who are both like video game players and he's like oh yeah i like playing video games i like uh like ncaa or whatever and like sure whatever i'm not gonna say those are great games but i can i can respect that right um and then he mentions that he loved dante's inferno and I just got silent and my roommate Danny like he knew when something kind of triggered stuff inside of me um because I just like I went silent and like I like Danny just knew instantly that like that was a weird thing to say to me and I was really nice about it I didn't like go what I just did here where I was like yeah that was the stupidest fucking game I've ever played (laughs) you're a dumbass um i mean it turned out he was kind of a dumbass and i never really did like him but um that's like yep. it's, maybe that was the red flag that i was looking for see you knew all along okay so he's like because he liked Dante's inferno this guy sucks and lo and behold it kind of came out to be true it i never liked him i never liked him so yeah. i can tell you that i always thought he's kind of a douche but 
I don't know if I you honestly, met this one. She she dated a lot of douches. I think I did, didn't I? I don't Maybe, know. I've heard this story I don't before. Know. We met a lot of people. Good for you. you. Not that she yeah. dated a lot of people. That's not what I mean. It's just like you know. Sometimes it's hard to keep track of you know people. <sighs> I think I met him, but I could be wrong. I'm thinking yeah. of one guy, but you know, whatever. All right. Anyways, so back to games. Um, yeah. So Valorant. <laughs> Valorant is fine. Um, you know, they like I said, there's there's a lot of places they can go with this game. It's still in beta, so I'm not going to judge it really right now. Um, but yeah, like from what I've played, I've enjoying it. I'm excited for the full release, and I'm excited for them to release modes that are not best of 25 because they can they can drag long. Yeah, uh, I which I know that's the competitive thing, right? Like that's the Counter Strike competitive mode. Um, but that's why I've never played Counter Strike competitive. They're just too long I, for me. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to play first to thirteen. Um, I mean, that just sounds. I haven't got the game yet, obviously, but that's the one thing that kind of makes me nervous is because I, I don't mind playing first to thirteen. That's not a big deal to me. But if I want to sit down and play it quickly, not having that option will kind of. Right that'll suck yeah i feel like there's gonna be so many more games that fall in line or that you know you don't have time to do like a round or two like that game's just gonna drop down that list because it's yeah and yeah, they're yeah. definitely gonna release that and you know they're gonna have like they're gonna oh, have, yeah. the, the counter strike modes they're gonna have gun game and things like that yeah you know they have to do that yeah and true. they're because, gonna do just fine they, they, everyone's talking so well about it there's not gonna be a problem with it even if they didn't release those uh types of uh, gameplay, but it still will be nice to have something for the people who do only have time for like a quick round and not uh, the full 13 first to 13 match. Well, gosh, because that can take upwards of 30 minutes to more. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, at least. Um, even when you're getting rolled, they've been taking me about 30 minutes. And listen, I get it. I watch Dota for God's sakes. I play <laughs> Dota like like I don't play a ton of Dota. I watch more Dota than I play, but and those matches are thirty minutes minimum. If you have a twenty minute Dota match, you're destroying the other team. I mean, literally destroying. Like they should actually uninstall the game. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> wow, you just chalked up your one way ticket to limbo there, or purgatory. Oh man, you're not going to paradise anymore, Matt. I was never going to paradise. <laughs> Guys, we're living in paradise. Quarantine. Don't need to deal with the people. Well, Austin and I still need to deal with people. I really don't deal with a lot of people. Like, I, I see them for, if they're ever there, it's for like five seconds saying, Oh, what did I order now? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I run away. And then you, like, <laughs> speaking of which, I, I so... Uh, th- for frequent listeners, I've, we've had this saga about me ordering groceries. I finally did it. Um, I did have my order, my groceries delivered the other day. Um, and yeah, it was basically that. Um, they left them on my doorstep, uh, got in their car, hit the button that said delivered. I think they took a picture of it, right? And then peaced out. I, I didn't see the person. It's uh, so nice. Well, yeah, I, I, I did the so nice. yeah, the Papa Murph or not Papa Murph Pizza Hut this last weekend, where you know yeah they do that they they leave it at your doorstep and yeah he just calls me hey your pizza's at the doorstep all right dude thanks and here's the thing I've wanted this my entire life I've wanted these interactions with other people literally since I was 
like a kid, like where I don't have to deal with you. Like I'm going to tip you well and all of those things, but I don't want to deal with you. I just, I I'm, bet I'm I even... almost guarantee this is going to be a thing that stays. Oh, for sure. Oh, it was a thing before. Pro- when it stays, is it? I'm going to love yeah. it. I'm it's going to be a thing that like adore it. The driver's like, dude, we're probably getting our deliveries even faster because we're not waiting for anyone to open the door. Uh, you know, the, now they're tipping on the app, and so the, the tips are going to be higher probably because it's not going to be some person going, oh, pizza's $18, well, here's a $20. Keep, keep, yeah, keep the change. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I can see it sticking around. It make, I mean, it worked. It was so easy for me because the guy calls me, oh, it's there, okay, and, you know, walked upstairs and grabbed the pizza. I don't. He doesn't have to wait for me to, you know. Right. You know, and grocery stores now are making the like the aisles one way. I know all the grocery stores around here, like they're like taping like arrows on the floor and stuff, so you can only go one way. I love this. This is all I ever <laughs> wanted. Um, but I'm actually like getting to the point where I'm craving human interaction, and it's bad when the introverts are getting there. <laughs> Um, now here's the thing i've i've always been an introvert i've been extremely introverted and i am probably the most extroverted i've ever been in my life right now and that's saying like a lot considering like who i am Uh, i was so excited to see like grocery delivery and all these delivery things are becoming normalized because like grocery delivery i already did it because i fucking hate going to a grocery store it's and waiting for 10 people standing side by side in front of me to get out of my way so I can quickly go the, get the one item I need because I do not like going to the grocery store at all and I will avoid it at all costs. So Yeah, you know, like I like I, I have, love the grocery store. I fuck the grocery store. <laughs> I have legitimate like anxiety flares when I go to the grocery store. So I, I totally understand that point of view because like I get like into this area and I'm like, oh my god, I just want to buy peanut butter, but there's like five people crowded around. So right. like I just stand at the end of the aisles and wait for them to disperse. Or like when I'm shopping and I look in an aisle's crowded, I don't go there. If it ends up being that that it doesn't uncrowd when I'm ready to check out and my stuff is still there. I I won't go. I won't go down that aisle because I'm I, the same way. <laughs> th- th- there's something about that that area that freaks me out. I can be in large crowds, like I can go to like uh, like Times Square and be in that crowd. But the grocery store, I don't know. Do you, it's something is about. It, like, is it because you think people are gonna judge you for what you're buying there? No, because I don't like. I'm. I'll be open about those things. I don't know. It. It's a thing. It's like I think it's a task oriented thing. When I have a mission, I know exactly what I want and what I'm gonna do. And there's people or things in my in my general way to do those things. I think that's where the anxiety stems from. It's like the, this deal where I like I can't complete my goal because of it. Right. And I'm the exact same way. And like when I go into a grocery store and I like, I want to get those items, whatever they happen to be. And there are people in the way it does frustrate me. It does flare up my anxiety with being in the grocery store in the first place, because um, I'm a little bit more extreme, I think, because like I can't stand large crowds. I get uncomfortable. I can make it through, but it's still like, I'm not comfortable in a large crowd. So Whenever I'm outside in a large group, I'm like making a beeline to where I want to be, and then a beeline right back to where I to home. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I definitely get that feeling. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I I should be thankful that I can go to a grocery store and buy literally anything I want, um, which you know is important. But but it, yes, it yeah. it is definitely a thing, and it's a legitimate thing that a lot of people have. But anyways, yeah. So like this whole delivery thing, like I'm all down for. Yeah, I definitely spent absolutely. more money this way um, because things are more expensive. But also, um, I'm stocked for th- three weeks. Like, and I like I didn't buy like enough to like feed an army or anything. Like, I know people are doing right now. Um, but also, like I've been really good about rationing and stuff like that. Um, so I just know I've got like three weeks now. Right. So. How do we end up talking about grocery stores? Who the fuck knows? But you know because what we fuck could grocery talk stores. About? Um so the other games I've been playing, um hot new releases, Black Wake, um which I started playing the other day, um which came out a couple of years ago, uh is a pirate simulator. Um but it's like a it's it's a pirate ship thing. Um, it's a pirate ship game where you fight other pirate ships. There's a couple different main tank or let me rethink that sentence. There's a couple of different game modes. Um, so like there's a team death match where you're trying to destroy other pirate ships, um, and kill the pirates on those pirate ships. Um, there's a siege mode where you're like sieging a castle. Um, there's a, those are like the two I really remember, um, but like it's it's fine. It's not a great game. It's fun in its own little way. Uh, it's a little clunky. The controls are kind of awful, but at the same time, you know, I'm like I I spent what two dollars on this game, so I wasn't expecting much. <laughs> it's on sale on Steam right now for two bucks. Um, oh boy! Yeah, which some friends of mine picked it up, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it doesn't look terrible. It looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, you know, you just play as a pirate and you, uh, raid other pirate ships. The the thing that it has going for it. I know I didn't, I didn't finish my pee. Until um, it said pirate, pirate shits, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Maybe it is a pirate shit. I'm just saying. You're right. Right. It's a pirate shits. That's some getting the real booty there. <laughs> it's coming out of the booty. Oh God. Um, so yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, I guess what this game has going for it that might be different than other pirate things, like let's say sea of thieves, um, is that it seems a little more, uh, it's a little less cartoony than sea of thieves. Uh, but also at the very beginning, you can nominate yourself to be a captain. Um, and then, everybody else that's on your ship votes on a captain um and the captain makes certain calls so he's the only one who can drive the ship so when he's dead the ship is immobilized um and you when he responds he can drive the ship again um but also things like he yells uh commands so like uh you know ready the cannons on port side so you know that oh like i need to go to the left side and i need to ready these cannons because when he's gonna go towards a ship he's gonna you know come in this way and then make a hard right turn so our left side is to that ship and things like that um which is really interesting and then like so there's little mini battles where you grapple another ship this is how you like resupply and when you grapple that ship it becomes a battle between you two 
cannons don't do any damage um and nobody else can damage your ship it's literally just these two ships uh and you jump up like on their ship and try to kill the enemies when you kill all the other the enemies from that ship um then it sinks and you get all their supplies uh and i don't know like he's the only one who can make a call that says oh we want to grapple like you can't actually pick up the grapple like the grapples until he makes that call Um, so it's like squad for pirates yes uh and it's just really interesting i think it's a really interesting take um i was having a lot of fun playing it uh and like if your captain's really bad you can vote to mutiny him and stuff like that um and so i don't know i haven't tried the captain mode yet uh but it seems like it could be a lot of fun so that's black wake it's on sale right now like i said it's two bucks so pick it up if you're looking for like an easy multiplayer game um and then yeah and then finally uh because i haven't been talking long enough (laughs) <laughs> um, this is the game that I've been playing the most. Another, again, another hot release that came out several years ago. Um, I finally, after years of it being on my wish list, I picked up The Forest. Uh, and that game is nothing what I thought it was. Uh, if you don't know what The Forest is, it's a survival... Um, it's a horror survival game. Uh, and basically, you're on a plane, it crashes... Uh, and you crash on like an island that is filled with cannibals and like mutants and things. Uh, they steal your son, and the entirety of the game is you looking for your son. Um, but having said that, I think I've got maybe upwards of 20 to 30 hours into it now. I haven't looked for my son once. See, one thing I like, I didn't get that aspect of the game. Cause I've never played the forest, but I have friends that really did play the forest, and I didn't realize it was a game you could actually beat. Yes, I thought it was just one of those ones where like you just kind of keep crafting and you survive and you jump in there and you know k- kill some cannibals and stuff. I didn't realize there's actually a story beat yep. to the game, and once you do it, you beat the game and it's over. So I don't know. I never, <laughs> I never. In a game like that, it's kind of a weird, a weird thing because you think you know these survival building games, you're just kind of what kind of go on forever um so yeah and it's like it's there's a weird amount of story in it like um when you first crash land you can pick up a dossier of uh like people that were on the the, i was gonna say boat but um the plane and you're supposed to find their bodies um right and so you're looking for their bodies um as you're searching for your son and so there's caves throughout the world and you can go in the caves and like find uh like tapes and find like a video like recorder and you can play those and stuff like that and they're all kind of like leading to you to like understand like the people and what happened to your son and all of these things um so yeah have you seen my son that's exactly it's like finding nemo in a forest (laughs) yes it's the survival horror version of finding nemo which um, if you've seen the first five minutes of Finding Nemo, it's pretty survival horror to me. I mean, come on, freaking barracuda, wipes um, him out. Yeah, so that was okay. You're just, you're just running, you're running around. <laughs> Have you seen my son? Yeah, so the crafting aspect of this game is pretty robust. Um, I've been enjoying it. Um, me and my like a week like so when I started, like I started out with a large group of people. 
Um, and we like we basically built this huge base pretty quickly uh, uh, to like keep out them and stuff. But I was like, all right, I don't think I'm experiencing this game the way I should be. So I started a solo mode. And so it was pretty chill for like, I don't know, upwards of five, six hours. I like built my area. I built a shelter um, and I was starting to build a wall like around this area. Um, And then they attacked and uh, they attacked in full fucking force. Um, these huge monsters that were like mostly arms, uh, like came in and there were several of them. And like, I had known them from like playing with the group that they were really bad. And so I'm like, fuck. And so like, I run back to my shelter and I'm being attacked from multiple sides from like different groups. <laughs> and I, uh, I died. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, when I died, basically, like, they carry you back to a cave and hang you up. Um, and oh, then boy. you can, like, you can get out and, um, like, repair your base and stuff like that. But, like, so you don't, you don't like, actually, like, die, dies, like, what you um, I think you do eventually. Um, but, um, I didn't. So we'll see. I don't know if that nice. was, like, a first time thing. Like, the second time, maybe you do die. Or maybe it is just that loop. Um, I don't really know. But, um, it's pretty graphic is the last thing I'm going to say about the forest. Uh, it's very gory and bloody. Um, and Arctic, all the cannibals just like running around naked. Yes. Uh, and yeah, it's a very graphic game. The crafting and like chill parts of it are really super chill. It's almost like a better version of Minecraft. Like I'm literally cutting down trees and building stuff. And, but like every, like every now and then I'll like hear something and turn around and there's a fucking mutant right behind me and he scares the shit out of me. Hi there. Um, Yes. It's just all Greg and he taps me on the shoulder. What you doing in my forest? So, um, yeah, um, I, I've been talking about um, starting a new game um, with um, some of those friends that are like interested in kind of like, exploring the missions and stuff like that more so we'll see Uh, we'll see what happens maybe i'll have more to report on the forest in the future um deforestation isn't a great thing but um in this game two thumbs up so um austin yeah games uh I guess I've still been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, but I wouldn't say a lot, a lot. I mean, we finished, uh, I mean, this last week was Easter, so we finished the Correct. bunny day. I know me, I think me and you were really the only ones that kind of got everything done. Uh, I didn't build all the outfits, because I just didn't care to, but I got all the DIY things done, got this, mm-hmm. the wand the, the wand completed. Like, I got, I got the prize, which overall was just totally stupid. I thought I was like, at least going to get something better than a wand that just changes my outfit. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing. But now I'm not fishing up eggs and getting eggs out of trees and rocks, so I guess we're back to normal there. Uh, got into the stock market, though. I know Jason and Jesse sold on my island yesterday and yeah. made, made quite a bit. So... I think it was it was a ninety ninety bell per profit per turn up for me. So I don't know what you guys were at, but I got like 
290,000 bells? Yeah, like, I I think, because I told, I told you and Jesse last night, and then we all got off Siege, what else, I've also been playing Shocker, Go figure. Uh, and then, and then <laughs> uh, so I'm still playing Siege with Jesse Hill, and then my brain's Jesse jumps in, hey, uh, can you open your island? I need to go sell my turnips. Like, sure, and yeah, my switch is right here, so I just pulled it up, turned it off, so did that. Well, yada yada, he sold left, and then literally, like, two minutes later, Jason texted me, hey, uh, can you open your island? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll open my island. So, yeah, but I mean, I think it worked out. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe it'll go up to over over 200, 300. But I just was like, at this point, the way it was dropped, like sometimes, you know, I buy it for 96 and the next day it's 60. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take <laughs> I'll take the profit at 186 bells. So uh, other than that, I guess, like I said, Siege, uh, playing a lot of... Uh, more so Warzone this week than I have uh, last couple of weeks. So I was playing all yesterday with our friend Grant and a couple of his buddies uh, doing the new quads. And I, st- I still don't know if I like that game. Yeah, I think, it's weird. I think, my issue is, I think my issue is I'm not playing with people that are consistently good. Uh, if that makes any sense. The guys I'm playing with, like some some rounds they'll do really well and then some rounds just completely suck and i'm i'm pretty i've i'm not trying to toot my own horn here but i've like i'm pretty consistent of getting you know a good handful of kills you know i'm probably walking out of, of matches with at least four to seven kills a game which i think is pretty decent and uh of course you know our friend grant's messaging me oh we just won we just won I'm like well why the hell do you not play like this <laughs> when i play with you because every time i play with you it seems like you're shooting potatoes out of your gun because you can't even seem to kill someone and then you die in the gulag and then it's over and but so i'm getting used to it still then i was playing some solos earlier just before we started recording and again i was getting like four kills a game and then just dying some stupid reason i don't know i'm just I feel like there's a learning, like a learning to this game. I just haven't figured out yet. Like I feel like I got a, a better setup than what I've been doing. That's why I'm consistently getting kills. But I mean, there's one guy I was just like unloading on, and he just manages to get a sniper and just crouch, shoot, crouch, and kill me. And then I got blasted in the gulag with a shotgun. And that was my last round, and I kind of, kind of raged a little bit. So I said, said, <laughs> um, yeah pretty much been my experience of gaming this last week. I don't know why I'm busy working, working the game of life. So cool. That's yeah. fine. Hey, I have, I have all sorts of weeks like that. Um, so I understand, uh, but we have to save some time to talk about the big, the big release of last week, um, that, uh, Jason has been playing. So Jason, tell me about final fantasy. Final Fantasy, uh, two, seven, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy seven, the remake. Yeah, exactly. Um, Final Fantasy seven has been more than I could have hoped for. Honestly, like it, I was wondering if it was going to be just kind of a rehash of the old game. They've added so much. There doesn't feel, feel like there's any filler in there. I know there's been some complaints about side quests feeling a little light and a little bit kind of thrown in there, but I haven't minded it much because when you go to those side quests, there are like in a town maybe six instead of 200 as in like a Skyrim or something like that. So I've sat down and I've done every side quest I found so far. And 
it's been outstanding so far. The combat is really good. Like, as you're playing through it, you can use a materia, which you have equipped to your weapon, to assess the enemy you're playing. Gives you information, this is how you fight this guy. Because just going in and trying to brute force it, yeah, you can do it, but you're going to waste a lot of time, a lot of resources, trying to brute, fit, brute force your way through it. Like, I thought... Without giving too much away, I'll just say it in the vaguest terms that will make people say what the fuck. I fought a house, and that was the hardest fight I've done because I did not understand how to fight the house. And uh took me about half an hour to beat it because I've been I forced my way through. <laughs> you you fight it by refinancing your home, home mortgage after. So. Yeah, now I'm in debt in Final Fantasy and in Animal Crossing and in life, so it's it's pretty great. Mm. Yeah, no, it's gotta re, gotta refinance <laughs> a better credit score and get your mortgage. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, uh, I have not been playing Final <laughs> Fantasy, um, uh, but I want to. Um, but also, like, so I've watched people playing this. Um, I know when you guys first got it, um, at least one of our friends uh, was sharing his screen while he was playing it and stuff. Um, game looks great. It does look oh, like a lot of fun. Beautiful. Sounds great. Um and the music is just fantastic. Oh my gosh, Nobuo Matsu—he really outdid himself this time. He is one of my favorite video game composers of all time, and to hear what he's doing in this game, it's incredible. They plan on having music playing no matter what. So, like as you transition into a new area, it kind of it just kind of transitions into that new music. You go into a town, one section it's all light and happy sounding and as you go into a more shady part of town the it's still the same song but the with entire the, vibe of the music changes the shady the shady part of town with the rap scallions hanging out you know yeah you know those, you know that walmart man stay cool, cool. <laughs> those guys um, i love how every time i turn the turn a corner i hit get hit with a wave of nostalgia like holy yeah. fuck i've seen this before that's so cool but they add so much new stuff that it's not just a nostalgia trip. It feels like a substantial new game with a lot of cool things going on. I mean, if you haven't ever played a Final Fantasy, you can get into this and you'll probably enjoy it. Like, if if you absolutely hate like anime stuff, you might have some troubles because it is very anime in some. Spots, I, right? I heard. I heard it was really like some parts are like really anime. So yeah, but if you if you have too much of an issue with that, like uh, I don't really see why you're why you get it in the first place. So sure, not a big deal. It's really good. I love it, and uh, that's honestly the only game I've been playing. I've taken like maybe an hour break from time to time to maybe jump into some Rocket League with some friends, but then we finish up and I jump right back into Final Fantasy. And um, you kind of you kind of been a little absent these days. Yeah, I mean... I get it. I totally I'll probably it. play through it about five times and then you guys will see me again. Yeah. Well, see you next year, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it was nice 2020. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Um... Yeah, so yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, there's not much going on. Um, yeah, I mean, I 
like I've been I've like I've been thinking about like oh what am I gonna play um you know like the most random shit comes out um because you know like I most days don't think about like oh I'm gonna play this until like uh it just happens um like the forest is for example is one of those I've wanted to play it a long time but it was just kind of random that it just came up um right so yeah it, it seems really enjoyable but like i've still like i don't know i've still got this backlog of things that i keep on wanting to complete ori's now on there you know ori control outer wilds outer worlds uh death stranding Boy, oh my god i might like, as well just sounds like my sounds like my backlog <laughs> at, least you, at least you have time i mean i know i know i mean you got nothing else but time right now so you know yep. time to tech nothing but uh, time uh, still, so, yeah. still have to balance work and life and all that stuff so yeah cause work yep. is but fun. also some days it's just hard to get out of bed so crippling anxiety yeah, I get that. sucks some days I get um, that or most days but hey yeah. we do what we can um, so uh we mentioned Animal Crossing, so uh, we're going to head into our new section now, um, since uh, unless anybody has anything to add that they've been playing, um, I guess I can throw in I've been playing Scrabble Go. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's exciting. I started playing Words with Friends again, and I haven't played that since college. Yep. This is where we are. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, um, so let's talk about some news uh, for a little bit, um, starting with um, some news about Animal Crossing. Uh, so uh, Animal Crossing has now been banned in China, uh, which is surprising because it was never approved in China, um, but now it is super banned. Um, so it was never approved for sale in China because the government does check every single thing. Every game that is approved has to go through this process, right? Um, and so people were getting it through uh, like pawn shop websites, uh, kind of like eBay, so their version of Ebays and things. Um, or you can tell your Switch that you are in another region, um, and then buy the game that way. Got to got to use your VPN. Um, yeah, and I don't even know if you have to if you even have to. Yeah, get that you can to, actually just change it. You can probably just oh, change really? it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you probably can't change it back. So, who knows? But I'm anyway, not sure on that. <laughs> so um, the interesting part of this story is. Um, is that Hong Kong protesters kind of started using this as a tool to speak out. Um, since the pandemic began, um, things have kind of quieted down because more and more people are staying at home, right? It's hard to protest when you're sitting at home. Well, especially uh, in China, you get the threat of being shot. What? Right. Well, and even <laughs> anywhere, like, it's hard to protest when you are anywhere but home. So, anyways, so, yeah, so... Um, People took to Animal Crossing to post their Hong Kong um, protest. Uh, And so the government saw this and they banned it. Um, And so there's kind of a history behind this um, that I think is worth looking. Um, So Nico Partners uh, is a organization or an outlet that covers Asian video game industry. Um, And so Daniel Ahmed, or Ahmad, I should say, uh, from the Nico posted this on Twitter, and I think it's a really good uh, description of this. So um, this is what he said on Twitter. 
quote, the games where this policy has been enforced in the past usually fall under two criteria. One, the game has consent or user, or sorry, the game has content or user-generated content that is deemed to be too offensive or violent, etc. Or And two, the game has become very popular and caught the attention of regulators. So a good example would be like GTA V, which could not be played in China. Um, in this case, Animal Crossing is impacted by both points. One, user-generated content in the game has been used by Hong Kong protesters and for other politically sensitive user-generated content. And two, this game is extremely popular on social media and everybody knows about it. Um, so this is ultimately why it got banned. And Eurogamer uh, kind of did a good uh, job of like explaining what gets banned there. And so you are in under Eurogamer article they said under chinese law video games can't contain anything that threatens china's national unity sovereignty or territorial integrity they can't harm the nation's reputation security or interests they can't promote cults or superstitions they can't incite obscenity drug use violence or gambling although loot boxes are of course fine and they can't include anything that harms public ethics or china's culture and traditions they also can't include any other content that might violate china's constitution or law whatever that may be and they have to be published in china by a chinese company uh yeah so uh, this is super interesting right um because i so uh, the thing that i think about in terms of all this is reading what Eurogame kind of like laid out about things that you can't have in video games um it sounds like basically everything yeah <laughs> no wonder the people on the streets of hong kong protesting gosh exactly awful. right um yeah i mean and i think this I mean, actually they, does get to the heart of those kind of those protests right i mean yeah i mean you go from like a generally free place that's not controlled by you know a communist regime and controlled by the uh, imperialism of i guess britain at the time and then it gets released and over the last 30 years blah 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 they try to take control and people are like hey no that sucks though i mean i mean i wouldn't want the government and i mean we're kind of seeing little glimpses of it now and hopefully it doesn't get worse but like taking things that we're used to and saying no you can't do that no you can't do that no that's uh that's not good that's not good yeah i don't think people would be very happy about it so i guess i understand it so the the interesting thing is is like the fact that this happened to Animal Crossing. So like when of I all, think of Animal, all games, which... yeah, like and I think <laughs> Animal Crossing, it's literally the cleanest, most family friendly, like un- uh, not confrontational not game. I yeah, not according played. to Peta. You know, it's not not oh, good to the animals. Again, <laughs> let, again, extremist organizations. We try to not, uh, you know. I know Animal Crossing is probably one of the most relaxing and just easiest games that you literally can just have fun and enjoy enjoy being in that experience. Apparently the Chinese don't want you to enjoy your life. The Chinese government doesn't want you to enjoy this video game, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you said, looking at the list, like what I'm curious, what games make it through their sensors? Because I mean, well, it, even on this, lot. even on this, Minecraft wouldn't even make it. 
because people can put anything they want in the books on Minecraft, and you know, there's actually a Ooh, that library a of Alex, mm-hmm. a library of Alexandria in Minecraft where people have put, you know, filled it with books and books and books about actual like like history and stuff for people that are in oppressive governments to actually read and learn so yeah well and i mean that's that's the kind of thing like the thing is is you can still get animal crossing if you live in hong kong right you can still go to mom and pop stores you can still go online like you can still buy it on uh, a region changed uh switch or whatever so it's not like they're preventing anybody they're just making it harder you know um and so yeah i mean I just like I, I I truly like I know a lot of games get released there, but I'm like super interested in kind of knowing the process and the political backing behind those kind of things, you know, um, because I just I don't see like a lot of the games I play. I look at this and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it has that that has that has that. Oh, definitely has that. Oh, boy, it has that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah it's just uh it's a very different world um and you know like i talked about this when the hong kong protests were happening right like the world was going to move past it at blazing speeds and we were going to completely ignore it and it seems like that's happened again um and so i don't know this kind of brought back that like hey guys we're still here we're still doing this um yeah in our own in our own ways we're still trying to get out there um but yeah uh, i think the long-term effects of this would be interesting to see like how this affects uh like the cells of the game and stuff like that because it's obviously going to hurt it somewhat right i think it's doing all right <laughs> i mean it's still doing all right everyone in their oh, dog right now i feel like playing this game so for sure uh, but like how much but they goes to the question like how many games do we actually know that actually don't make it into China like I'm curious to see because I'm unless they just like do what our movie companies do and actually like make the games so they can be in China but then that affects right. everyone else in the world well and and games that get released in China are like very heavily censored and like all that happens a lot around the world anyways a lot of different mm-hmm. um countries around the world do that kind of stuff yeah i guess australia is kind of known for that too i mean it took him exactly. like six years after gta 5's release to actually like finally allow them to play it there after it's been like you know censored and stuff so right and, and when we think about it we think about like australia in a completely different light right like a less oppressive government and yet still you know yeah it, for for an island of uh, inmates, a little weird. Just kidding. For an island of spiders and snakes. Some history for you there. And some terrible. Ugh. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't need to, they don't need to have all the violence and stuff like that. They just go outside and experience it themselves. So there, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I'm sure Australia is a wonderful place, but. I would love to go to but, Australia and go go to Melbourne and watch the Australian Open. It's like one of my bucket list things. Sure. See, the issue I have is I couldn't get past. They apparently have the most aggressive spider on the planet, which is also the second most venomous spider on the planet. So I'm sitting there like, it sounds like a fantastic place, but I will never set foot there. 
Yeah, uh, Jason's afraid of spiders. What if, you guys what if it's out. all a lie to prevent people from going to Australia so the Australians can enjoy their beautiful continent by themselves? Hey, it's the whole Greenland-Iceland situation. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't been there. I haven't experienced these spiders. But yeah, and also dingoes, man. Dingoes. That and dingo like, ate my baby. Yeah, and uh, kangaroos are a lot uh koala okay, did, did you see the video of the kangaroo that was jumped that jumped on the trampoline or was a picture i think it was like a picture a series of picture bursts boy did not expect what he was about to happen to him i can see that yeah it was uh, good it was pretty good he, he totally flipped over his his head and was like there's like the still shot of him upside down like oh that's the moment i realized i fucked up <laughs> You might be wondering how I got here. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freeze frame, rec- record scratch. Yeah. Speaking so- of fucking up, <laughs> which but, um, one of these stories s- is that segueing to? So um, all of them. <laughs> so um, let's talk about Gearbox. <laughs> um, uh, Those poor guys. Uh, Gearbox is such a fascinating company. Um, and every month there's something, right, about Gearbox. Yeah. And so um, we're a couple weeks behind on this, but um, it needs it needs coverage. Um, so right. uh, as we all are aware, Borderlands 3 came out um, and did very, very well, I might add. Um, has sold and performed incredibly well. Um, and... Under the Gearbox contract, um, that decides uh, basically how much their employees are paid. Uh, and so if you go to work for Gearbox, you usually get an offer that is below average for the industry with a promise that you have profit sharing, meaning that uh, 60% of the uh, profit that comes from your game goes to the company and 40% goes to the employees. Um, We might double check to make sure, I know it is 60-40, we might double check to make sure that that is uh, the correct order, but I think it is. Um, But yeah, so they profit share. Uh, So Recently, Gearbox employees were informed that even though the Borderlands 3 sold and performed very well, um, royalty bonuses were going to be significantly lower than anticipated. Uh, they were initially told that they would get at least six-figure bonuses after Borderlands 3 was released at the current rate that it was performing. Um, but Pitchford, um, Randy Pitchford, the owner of uh gearbox uh came the magician the magician of gearbox the magician himself he performed some financial magic um and uh and poof the money's all gone uh (laughs) he managed to uh say in a major call um that the game was too expensive and uh (laughs) this is uh 
this is how Jason Schreier put it in the article um, on Kotaku. Uh, Pitchford also told Gearbox developers that if they weren't happy with the royalty system, they were welcome to quit. According to those who were in the meeting, he did not attribute the diminished bonuses to the coronavirus pandemic, which has led to economic uncertainty and pay cuts in many other fields. He did say that he had hoped to get more money to employees as an advance from 2K on future royalties. And of course, Shire put at the bottom of the uh, the article um, that in a lawsuit in 2016 uh, that it was stated that Pitchford took a $12 million bonus uh, and also that the company is trying to go public. He um, took the $12 million and reinvested it in the company for his magic, okay? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, he still does magic shows. So, um, but anyways, well, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Boy, oh boy. What a, what a weird time. I feel like it won't, like the next thing we're going to hear about Gearbox, and rightfully so, is a, is a lot of people leaving. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, you know, you get promised money and then like, oh, well, especially promised money based on your, based on your work and like, you know, the way this sells, you'll get money. It sells well because yeah, maybe Borderlands 3 didn't sell well as people maybe were anticipating or didn't sell as well as Borderlands 2 did, but But it it did sell well. It sold sold really well. And since it got brought on the steam last month, it's sold really well. Uh, I think the Epic thing was maybe not the best idea right out of the get-go. I think that it year. still sold very well. Yeah, and plus so, they got all that money from being an Epic Ep- Store exclusive. Ep- that's true. They, that's, that's the thing is Epic probably gave them a ton of money to do that. And, and also you get more money when you sell your stuff on Epic than you do from Steam. Yeah. True. So it's just, this is just so, I mean, so bad. Just another bad nail in the coffin for you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's Gearbox in general or just Randy Pitchford because boy, oh boy, he's uh, done some. Yeah, pretty, if they don't figure something out with that guy soon, it's going. He's going. I to think. Well, I think. Yeah. I, well, I think. I don't know. If they go public, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, he. I think he needs to get ousted. Maybe a coup. I don't know. Or all the developer, all the people just leave. I mean, they have at least Borderlands three on their resume. Probably Borderlands two. Uh, Battleborn was on there, right? That was Gearbox. Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't I mean, know if I'd put Battleborn people... on my resume. For yeah, sure, no, but... maybe not. But I mean, if you put, you know, you put Borderlands three and probably two, and maybe even Borderlands one, depending on how long you've been there, there'll be other developers like, yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna take you. You're you're obviously talented. This, these games have been fantastic in the last, you know, some of the best games in the last ten years. Uh, this game series, I should say. Um, so I'll say Borderlands two was maybe yes. one of the better games. Borderlands 2 was one of the one of the best <laughs> games of the decade. I know I know there's mixed opinions on that. In my personal opinion, it's one of the best games of the decade. Fantastic. I would still play it if yeah. Uh so whatever happens, I'm sure these people will be okay. Yeah, they're I mean talented. it sucks. They're talented individuals. It does suck. When and you get maybe... a job in another city there goes everything if you have a family now your life is uprooted you have to go to a new town your spouse has to where, get a new job where are they I mean, do you know where do you know where gearbox is located texas oh really oh like a place i wouldn't even expect 
Um, I know they opened a new studio in Montreal. Well, the, and that's that's one of the excuses of why they didn't have the money to pay the employees because the, the studio was too expensive. Yeah, so, so their which, headquarters... Which I don't like that. Or, I don't like that excuse because you th- you would have already had it priced out to build the studio and right. what it would have cost. And then they're like, oopsies, it was way yeah, more expensive. I mean, when it comes down to it, if, you're, if you have the money to build a new studio... You better have the money to pay your fucking employees. You would think. You would think, right? Yeah. So they're based yeah. out of Frisco, Texas. Interesting. So uh, yeah, I think I think the the simple solution here is maybe see a new head at Gearbox. I mean, Randy Pitchford I, thinks. I think I he's just, gonna, yeah. I think he at this point he's he's so much trouble. Like at this everything. point, bringing Cliffy B, Cliffy B, uh, bring him out of retirement. I don't know if that's the smartest move either. <laughs> I was that was a terrible joke. If anyone actually pays attention to the video game world, do not do not hire Cliffy B as to be your boss. Uh, uh, I okay, so I'm gonna defend Cliffy B here for a second. He may have been a douchebag, but I think he's he's gotten himself together a little bit more. He he's he's atoned for his uh, his sins, his video game sins of uh, what was that Lawbreakers and that wasn't his fault, but. Yes, it was it was Lawbreakers and uh, what was that battle royale? The battle royale, Radical Heights. Yes, <laughs> the... Radical dude. Uh, um, no, they just. I think we just need to find a new head of uh, gearbox because it's not. I think that's not. the smartest thing at this point. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like it's you know every month or every few months we hear something and it's always Randy Pitchford of gearbox it's so not, like, nothing else with gearbox like yeah it's it's always randy pitchford you know le- leaves it leaves a thumb uh medieval times and it's full of pornography because apparently that's was how he studies magic pornography of like deep fakes of his employees oh it was his empl- oh, that's a- yeah that's the thing he should have announced like, it right then they, they were like yeah. photoshops of like um their employees on like porn star bodies and stuff like that Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, so, and I mean, it's been a weird, I forget, exactly, I can't pull out everything that's happened with him last, I think since like Borderlands 3 released a year ago, it's been, oh, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. The world's right. That is just the, the theme of just everything in the world, just yikes. Um, and I'll throw at the, uh, end of this, um, since, uh, he wrote the article that we're referencing. Um, Jason Schreier has officially left Kotaku. Um, he's he's yeah. been there for the better part of a decade now. Um, and it's it, it kind of joins a long line of um, people who have exodused um, GO Media it, over the past year, right? So mm-hmm. remember that they're owned by the same company that killed Deadspin. Um, so, which came under new management um, like last year or something. Um, and since then, Kotaku has basically lost most of their writers and editors. Uh, and I feel like Jason Schreier is the last name that I look at and think is very um, reputable. Uh, you know, he's the guy who was breaking basically everything. Uh, right. And also the one who is like out there 
saying like in reporting about crunch and like making all these things to light and i'm sure the people um at uh, the new management there are not all about that um if if the way they treated deadspin and their employees which literally every single person left um (laughs) so i think that's just just telling of where that's headed uh, but I did see on Twitter that he is, pl- he's going somewhere. Um, he just can't say where yet, you know? Right. So. Breaking news is try spell ready. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we hired Jason Schreier. We hired Jason Schreier. <laughs> <laughs> Please um, give us money. We need it. <laughs> we need it because he's very expensive, apparently. Um, who would have guessed that, um, one of us needed, uh, insurance. <laughs> Uh, and a living wage uh, <laughs> oh man anyways so I wanted to throw that in there um, especially uh, because it looks like Austin said that uh, there's apparently a new GTA in development and that Rex- yeah. Rockstar is reportedly making changes to fix crunch culture which guess who dropped that so, so you know I, we, we talked about this um it was what two years two when did, when did Red Dead come out? Was it twenty eighteen? End of twenty eighteen? Was that Something long like ago? That. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, that's right. You know, the there's the big thing is, you know, the week Red Dead came out or whatever like the month, it was the employees were doing like eighty to well, one hundred twenty like hour six, work weeks. Like the six months beforehand. Yeah, they were yeah. doing like eighty to twenty hour one hundred twenty hour work weeks, which is, you know, that's crazy. One hundred twenty hours I don't know. Uh because they're trying to get this game out on time and you know rockstar took a lot of shit from that and i know rockstar came out and said it was all voluntary the employees like they wanted to get the game out on time and this is this is you know hr saying this so who knows uh yeah if it was tied to my employment i'd probably do it too yeah it was like oh it was all voluntary wanted to get the game out i mean it's their work they wanted you know make sure it was polished ready to go not like a broken turd like a lot of games that come out which i can commend that attitude but when you're it sounds like they were more kind of forced into getting it finished at the time and not like it was a voluntary thing i mean i I get if the employees like dude i want to keep working for a couple more hours today because i just need to get this done and you know well here's the thing i see it as like it's one thing if you hear like they they did that like three months ago but everything's back to normal right now just before launch like everything's been normal for a little bit that'd be like okay i can understand that but if it's crunch time up until launch and they're saying that you know they're trying to polish it and all that then no that's not i i don't believe that i don't well and and that's that's the like the thing is you know they're they have a date they got they have a published date they gotta fix and i gotta get to i mean i mean we hear so many things about game delays but you know there's a, there's always a timeline and the game's got to be done by then and if it's not done by then you're gonna have to either you release a turd or you make them work you know right way more than they need to which kind of sucks so g or rockstar kind of announced that you know there is a new gta in development i mean i don't think anyone's shocked by that announcement but they are saying there's no release date there's nothing because we're gonna work on it and it'll come out when it's ready kind of thing which for a studio like Rockstar, they can do that. They're one of the biggest studios in the world I mean, at this point. I mean, their last two games have been billion-dollar uh, 
games, which is you uh, know, I'd say more than their last two games. But I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying the last two. I mean, GTA Five is literally the number one, uh, the highest game. It's like the highest grossing of all time. Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, well over a billion dollars at this point. Um, and Rock, I mean, obviously Red Dead Two did, did great as well, and it's still probably selling yeah. really well with the Red Dead Online, uh, and obviously GTA Online still hugely popular. Uh, right. So, I can commend Rockstar for like actually taking the, the the criticism feedback. Like, yeah, let's not do that again. Um, Assuming that it's they do it and it's not just a talking point to look good. Right. That's yeah. the thing we got to wait and see. Well, and I'm sure it'll be fine because like like Rockstar doesn't release very many games in a year. If like sometimes if any, uh, so it kind of gives them time to just kind of work at their own at their own pace and get it done when they need to. So. Hopefully, hopefully it's good. Hopefully that's a change we can see in industries because I'm I'm sick. Even if that means we're getting less games in a year uh, versus normal years, because I feel like, you know, yeah, it's nice to get a new game, but there's also it's also weird. There could be like an oversaturation of the market at the time. I mean, look at October, November of every game year. It's just there's so many games that come out, and I know us personally, of the three of us, like sometimes we have to pick and choose what game we want to buy because. You know, at the time, we're not going to be able to buy five brand new games. I mean, that's expensive. That's, you know, $300. So, it's... I would like to actually maybe see this in more studios as they take more time. And now, on the other mm-hmm. hand, is, you know, a lot, of, a lot of studios like EA, Ubisoft, release games that are not finished. And the first month or two absolutely sucks until they're like, oh, well, here's the patch we needed. I'm like, well, why couldn't we just waited with no, like, actual day... And then you know, then finally you announce it's done. It'll come out in three weeks, kind of thing. Who knows? So right. maybe we'll see this change, and maybe the whole virus work from home thing might might affect that as well. So we'll see. I'm so still... I'm I'm all about quality, not quantity. So correct. I I agree with that actually. Yeah, and I, I definitely, I obviously agree you, with that. But if you want to see the op, if you want to see the opposite, just go to the brand new games on Steam. Uh, boy, there are some quantity, not qualities in there. So yeah, I, I, I say, obviously and, instead of quantity, more like quantity <laughs> because that's what they are. I definitely agree with what you're saying. I just uh, <laughs> for me, it's the big thing is like I we need to kind of be more vocal as you know the consumer about these things and say like when they have all these games coming out we can't just be like I'm gonna buy it no matter what you know people have to kind of fight back and say hey this is bullshit what you're doing to your employees that sort of thing and until you start doing that maybe Rockstar makes a change but I don't see it being a big movement in the game industry until people start kind of pushing back correct Uh, so I have a way to do that but we're not going to get into that today. So um, the last really, really strange story that we have to mention, um, and I have been (laughs) working all morning um, trying to figure out a way to present this, that it sounded anywhere remotely like real life, and it still (laughs) really doesn't. Um, So... um, Let's let's just okay. Let's just get into it. Um, Cooking Mama is a uh, a series of games where you cook. Who would have guessed? 
Um, very, very popular games. Um, well, so there was an announcement at some point that said there's going to be a sequel or like a new one, right? Um, called Cooking Mama Cookster. Uh, and so this was the people who own Cooking Mama. Uh, what is this company's name? God damn it, I wrote it down. Maybe I didn't write it down. Um, anyways, so uh, <laughs> it's it. This is just it's really confusing. So let me just read the bullet points that are out here. So first playables, uh, cooking Mama Cookster. It's their first time working in this game um, or this series. Uh, it was released on the Nintendo eShop. Uh, the, again, it had been announced previously, and then it's just randomly dropped on the eShop. Um, shortly after, it disappeared from the store. Uh, to the point where even if you like search for it, it, it didn't appear. It didn't say, oh, coming soon or anything. Even right. though you could buy it at some point, it wasn't there anymore. Um, reports surfaced that the game was also available in some retail stores. If you went on Amazon, you could buy it from two different stores, right? So these were dis like whatever, retail, I don't know what Amazon really calls them, but you know how you can buy them from like the Amazon marketplace. There were two stores selling this game. It's all that they were selling. It literally looks like they were set up to sell just this game. Um following this tweets surfaced um and i mean not following but people realized that there were tweets from first playables twitter previously suggesting that cooking mama cookstar would feature the blockchain uh which if you don't know what the blockchain is look into it it's it's a thing but basically blockchain is used for cryptocurrency mining um so rumors started swirling asking like oh was this game developed as a mining device if you installed and opened the game was your switch suddenly mining cryptocurrency uh, and some people said that their uh, their switches were overheating from this game too, which kind of fed onto that rumor. It was shut down fairly quickly by First Playable, saying that the idea was from for some store functionality that didn't actually make the game. Okay. Uh, then this game got weirder. Okay, so. Um, I'm going to go into this Ars Technica story on it because this is really the only way that I can keep track of it. All right. This is from April 15th. Um, the creator of the Cooking Mama franchise is threatening legal action against publisher Planet Entertainment over what is called an auth what they are calling an unauthorized release of switch title cooking mama cookstar the game which technically came out earlier this month now seems to be caught in a partial state of retail and distribution limbo um so the ip holder of cooking mama which is office create which this is literally like what what they do is cookie like uh cooking mama games 
Um, said in a statement, the Planet Entertainment licensed the name for Cookstar back in 2018 and quote, unfortunately, the quality of the game builds failed to meet the standards that our customers expect and deserve, unquote. Uh, and so they they made more statements kind of like that um, and said that they that this game kept on getting submitted, um, but uh, they were never approving because it wasn't good enough. Uh, and now they're seeking legal action over the fact that this company is using their personal IP uh without getting it approved well uh <laughs> uh plan entertainment um the publishers of the new game have come back and said that it is fully within its right to publish cooking mama Cookstar. um and they said in their press statement, Office Create, the rights holder to Cooking Mama, proved a detailed game in a design in 2019. Uh, first playable is the game developer, and Planet followed the exact approved design. That design is the exact game on Nintendo Switch, which also included additional Office Create suggestions, which add gameplay value. Unfortunately, creative differences arose as Cooking Mama Cookstar was near completion that were outside the scope of our agreement and the game design approved by Office Create. Uh, and then they continued saying there is no active litigation or ruling that prevents Planet from publishing this game. So basically, the owners approved a game, which these publishers then made through a third party, and then the publishers released the game, and the IP holder said that the release game is not what they approved, and that they're suing because it's unapproved, and the publishers are saying that uh it doesn't matter if it gets approved because they approved it already before the game was part, uh, developed and that there is no place for litigation wow boy <laughs> mind you hey, this game might also be mining for cryptocurrency <laughs> hey it's a, it a long story there I know, but it's it's probably the weirdest story I've read since the Randy Pitchford lawsuit. Medieval story. time, medieval times. Yes. Um. It's weird as shit. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. It's just weird as shit. It's so weird. I've seen the it. Cat's I've seen Jason. it oh no, it's it, Atlas. Jason's he's, cat. He's pissed about this. He is so pissed. I think yeah. I said cat's Jason, but I meant cat's Jason's Jason. cat. <laughs> I think uh, you're just saying cat's Jason. Cat Shut Jason. them the fuck up. Come on. Wow. Aggressive there. We don't that's need that. Aggressive. Jason. I would never scream at a cat like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Just uh, you know, let it let it drink vodka from your mouth, then just throw it on the camera. Yeah, that's that's what we need. That's totally um, fine. If we right, didn't guys, have enough go. viewers on Twitch already, <laughs> I only got tequila. Does that work? Eh, close enough. Oh Perfect. boy. So, um, uh, I I don't know where to go with this story other than please don't make it any longer because if it's any longer, I'm gonna have to call it the Irishman. So. Um, I, there's no weird CGI involved in this one. I was just saying because it's really long. 
No, I got, I got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for explaining it to me. Need to watch that movie again. What? Do you have a week? I. It's fucking um, good. I, need, uh, I, I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. I know I need to watch it. It's on my list. It's on my list. Yeah. Whatever. But um, the last thing we uh, before we get out of here, uh, the ESRB has announced that new labels will be put on uh, games for loot boxes. Specifically. The saga has ended. And literally, we'll say in-game purchases mm. in parentheses includes random items. So I don't know if it's ended yet, but I think this is just another step in the saga. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to change anything, right? It's just going to be printed on the boxes now. Do you think yeah. that when the ESRB started rating games and rated like Grand Theft Auto Mature, do you think that limited its sales? No, no, because no. there was the mom. Son, what game do you want? I want this one. Okay, but I don't know. The loot box happens. It keeps happening. Well, it, well, and I guarantee uh, adults that are buying games for their children aren't going to go on there and be like, "Oh, includes random items. I won't get this for my son." They'll be like, "What game do you want again?" Okay, and then they buy it. And then the kids like, "Hee hee, where's the credit card?" and Boom. And so why you never tie your, in debt. never tie your credit card to a console. That's why you never have kids. Well, that too. That's why you only have cats, right, Jason? Exactly. Cats, they will never steal my credit card info. That's why I only help myself. <laughs> okay, I think that's gonna do it for us today. Way to end us on a downer there, boy. Um, yeah. So, uh, in terms of video games, the the most recent release again was Final Fantasy. Um, we talked about it. Um, and Stop upcoming games, uh, as I typed in our our outline here, I don't know. Probably a bunch of porn games because it's true. Like if you uh, go on Steam, like that's I, pretty much that's what getting rela- uh, released. Like like I like I said earlier. Quantity, not quality. There's quantities, for sure. Um, and yeah, and so actually, Fate eighty two has a like a, a good point um, in chat about the ESRB thing. It says video game players are becoming parents now. They might have different thoughts, which is true. Um, yeah, you know, for sure. that, we're having kids. I mean, we're not having kids, but <laughs> our generation is having kids. Um, like, yeah, we we understand this- these things, right? I guess so. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um, I mean, we're the adults now. But yeah, I still think we're probably still the minority of like people having children. So, okay, I don't know. Because first off, <laughs> first off, video game people need to have children. I don't know. Is that happening a lot? I, I like how you just classify us well, now hold on. as video game people. Like <laughs> that was video game people. <laughs> Um, yeah, of course, there were, of course, video game people are having having kids. Come on. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Fate eighty two uh, figured it out. Matt, Matt is pregnant. Matt's pregnant. Damn it. <laughs> well, I think we better end here. Um, so, if you've out there listening, thanks. Uh, if you're watching us, thanks for joining. If you're listening, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, again, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, all Dryspell Radio, dryspellradio.com is our website. And finally, uh, you can Instagram. email us. I said that. 
You can email oh, us. Sorry, missed it. He's proud of his Instagram, Matt. Let him have this. I know, but I'm the one who always posts things. Well, um, I'm working. Damn it. Um, you're driving. You have time to post things on Instagram. Oh, oh let me just uh, pull up my phone up here and uh, take a picture. Everyone else does. Come on. I yeah. Um, everybody here does. So. Right. Um, but yeah. So, I like, anyways. I like my job. I like having a job. So. Dryspellradio at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, you can reach us there. Again, if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, you can always send them to us, and we might address them. We might not. It depends on how I'm feeling that day uh, or that week. Uh, but, yeah, we should be back about this time uh, next week. So uh, if you are interested, twitch.tv slash dryspellradio. Uh, and yeah, so we do truly appreciate anybody who listens, uh, who subscribes to the podcast. Uh, and yeah, we will be back uh, eventually, I guess. So Next week? Uh, yeah, probably. We'll see. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, and goodbye. Bye. Remember, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs>